Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. I'm MJ. And today we're continuing our series, our relationship series, yeah. and we're talking about conflict, specifically looking at how do we settle our differences. Yeah. I think this episode we're going to call Great Expectations, Ooh. not based on the novel okay. as much as it is that acknowledging the problem is not the solution yeah but it's the first step and so really unpacking what that means and communicating expectations in relationship and how important that is we unpack that together yep and talk through why that is something that we believe to be an essential component in having effective relationships whether it is with your spouse or as a leader or as a member of a team that's right Anything else to add, babe? All right, guys. Enjoy. All right. So do you want to contextualize this? Sure. So we're continuing our series on relationships. And tonight we're specifically going to talk about conflict and how we settle our differences. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about earlier today was what you were seeing on social media that's been happening. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about kind of how to, to frame this into what yeah. we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So I stumbled across a couple. This came up in just like my news reel mm-hmm. on social media. This couple who was doing this podcast. So I'm just interested because they're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. And I was just listening for a moment on there, but they were discussing. And they were discussing specifically how in their marriage, it sounded like there was this conflict that it was maybe something, I don't know if this is something that they were currently working through or had previously worked through, but they were talking about how the wife was saying to the husband, I wish that you could intuitively understand things that need to be done around the house Mm -hmm. to free up some of the mental space that I need to not have to ask you to do those things. And the interesting thing was the husband was, you know, this was a conversation. So the husband replied and was like, I want to do everything that is helpful to you. (laughs) I want to be helpful but there are times when I need you to tell me what is helpful to you. Like I need yeah. you to clarify that. And so they kind of went back and forth, but it was an interesting How much of this did you watch? Between them, just literally a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, it was just interesting because I feel like it's something that's relevant, I think probably to a lot of couples. And we thought we were the only ones that ever had a... Yeah, I was like, oh, thank goodness, I'm not the only one who struggles with this, you know? Yeah. But... It made me think about how them just talking about that situation. It was kind of like they talked about it. The husband kind of gave a little bit of a rebuttal of like, I get that. Sure, I can step up in some areas. But also like, I do need you to still communicate with me. You know, what is helpful to you? And they kind of left it at the acknowledgement of this conversation and this conflict kind of settled the conflict is just the gist of, of, of course, I, I don't remember this couple. I don't remember their podcast. <laughs> I am like, 
this is a terrible example, I guess, for me to give because I don't remember, you know, where it came from necessarily. But I just saw this brief exchange between them. You were also talking about how she said that part of the problem is that you should be able to intuitively pick up. Yes, she said when he first kind of gave the rebuttal of, I need you to tell me what is helpful. She came back with something along the lines of, I feel like that's a cop out because kids need to be fed. You can see when dishes pile up in the sink. She Mm -hmm. gave a list of things, Uh, you know, trash needs to be taken out. And I wish that you would see those things and just do them instead of me having to say, Hey, the trash needs to be taken out or me having to say, Hey, our children need to be fed. And so it kind of just ended where he was like, yeah, I can step up in that. (laughs) <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah, but it kind of just left me feeling like, I don't know if that couple is actually set up for success the next time this a scenario like this plays out for them, you know? And it made me think some even about yeah. our experiences with conflict. It made me think some about my experience working with hundreds of leaders and just conflict they had in their department. And so I think a big thing that kind of came to mind first off was simply acknowledging that that's a problem does not fix the problem. It's a good step and it's a necessary step, but acknowledgement on its own doesn't fix a problem. Yeah. I have so many issues with that. Yeah. Because (laughs) I'd love to hear. Well, it's just like, like we talked about how you tell me all the things that I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be, or the whole concept of, you should intuitively understand. Sure. Yeah. And, and this referring to the, the example podcast yeah. that you were listening yeah. to. And that assumes that the husband was able to pick up on the fact that those things were happening. Right. And deliberately chose not to pursue those things. Now, could that have been true with how he went about his day? Possibly. But to one, insert that assumption that, hey, you intuitively knew this, that the kids were hungry and you chose not to feed them or that the dishes piled up and you chose not to clean it up. I don't know. It's, I I guess I just have a harder time on the being able to read between the lines. Yeah. I think that's a, a good example though. I think it's a classic example in the sense of when you are managing a home and also managing, you know, each other. And then if you add children on top of that, there's a lot of things that need to get done. And we just, you know, worked our way through our rhythms series. And I think a lot of the reason why we had to have some of those conversations was because there was conflict coming up in unmet expectations of who would be doing what and how it would get done. Yeah. Even if those things did get done the way that I do it versus the way that you do it is different, you know? And so not talking about those things or even just expressing expectations from the get go. All right. So let's talk about an example. Yeah. Um, You clean as you cook. (laughs) Here and, we go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for me, I like take out whatever tools I need to get the project done. Yeah. And while you're, I, I gave you the analogy that it's like you're out there on the battlefield 
and you need to win the war. And the, the war in this case is prepping a meal. And if there are casualties along the way, you don't go down there to try and save all of these people that have fallen by the wayside. No, you keep moving forward <laughs> to accomplish your task and cleaning along the way. Again, I'm you not know- saying... So so with that, cleaning along the way doesn't seem to make sense to me in how I approach cooking. And so But it's I do funny. have to hold on. I do have to interject and say that you use this concept of or example, maybe not example, illustration uh-huh. of a battlefield a lot. So you do a lot of fighting <laughs> in life. You're just fighting all the time. The, the kitchen babe is, <laughs> is a battlefield, I'm telling you. No, but again, it's just I am not saying that my way is superior. In fact, maybe it's not. But it's but what matters is it's different from how you clean along the way yep. while you cook. For me, I get whatever tools necessary to get the project done. And then when it's done, I clean up after the fact. Right. And I think that comes down to what is driving me to clean as we go versus what is driving you to cook and then prioritize cleaning it's not even so but even but just hear me out because i know that you stand on your side i'm not but i don't know if i've ever expressed to you that the reason why i like to clean as i go is because i have been cleaning and or cooking caregiving with the kids all day and so i like to mitigate yeah the messes as much as possible because after dinner, that is the start of the only time I have in the day to make my own decisions. And I do, oh, let me finish. I do not want to be spending any amount of time cleaning. It's yeah. another thing that's hijacking the time for me that I want to be devoting to something that I want to do. Love, we're not arguing whether or not one is better <laughs> than the other as much as we are saying that the fact that what we're doing is different because I... I do like the idea of like the moment you pop the casserole into the oven, the rest of this kitchen is clean because you've been cleaning along the way, right? There's something nice about that. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that that's an example where those differences arise and without communicating that that's how you prefer to approach things versus that's how I prefer to approach things. And again, I'm not saying I'm hell bent on doing it this way. I like doing it your way when I can, when I'm consciously aware of it, but when those things cross paths right. and we're both in the kitchen. Yeah. Like in years past, we've dealt with this. Yeah. In the middle of trying to approach how we cook and we've stepped on each other's toes several times. Yeah. Because I'm like huffing and puffing. I was like, why are you cleaning up after me? Right. And it's because it's this difference in approach that le- leads us towards this like frustration because we haven't communicated our expectations. I'm not trying to use that example to say you shouldn't clean while you as you cook. What I'm trying to say is the way we approach it differently and not addressing it. Yeah. By saying what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And you should just clean as you cook. Yeah. Doesn't really give me the context needed to be able to understand why that way makes sense. And so back to the podcast example where husband and wife have different expectations around the home in that podcast that you were listening to, Mm -hmm. she just pointed out the wrong. Right. 
right? And now I'm not saying you did this, but that would be the the equivalent of you saying you just don't clean as you cook or you keep the kitchen dirty. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. Or I can make a character slam. Right. You're just a lazy bum. Yeah. You're just a slob. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to get to though is that it's not even necessarily defending why I do what I do as much as some of that also caters to my nature. It's not even just a preference thing. Some of it is, but my personality naturally inclines itself towards structure, organization, and follow through. Mm -hmm. Whereas your personality naturally inclines itself to innovation, pivot, flexibility, Agility, those kind of things. And so I think our cooking reflects that. Oh, and, so, yeah. and so I think a problem I had in listening to that and, and kind of relating it to other, yeah. how I was talking about before, other experiences I've, I've had either in our home or yeah. in other relationships or watching other leaders go through this with their people is that we assume that you know that wife assumed that bringing that concern mm-hmm. or complaint to her husband and acknowledging it is going to bring about the solution the problem is she's not understanding that it's it's not even just a preference thing some of it is just how it's a how we're wired thing yeah and she's wanting him to change how he thinks about things because if he I, I think, I, I would guess, you know, if she married a reasonable person, mm-hmm. he doesn't just wake up in the morning and say, I want to completely neglect all of my family's needs. Right. That's kind of, she wasn't saying that necessarily, but there's implications of, hey, I want you to intuitively see our family's needs and, and the needs around the house. Mm-hmm. There's this implication behind that, that he doesn't, right? And that the reason why he doesn't is because he of a want or a preference. You don't want to. And I need you to want to. Yeah. And and I think that's addressing the wrong thing because I think the husband probably had a desire to address, you know, meet needs, but there's something that's preventing him from doing it the way that she would, right? Where maybe she sees that more intuitively. He just might see needs as they arise not think ahead and maybe she's wanting him to take on that way of thinking where he can think ahead to the next thing because maybe that's how she goes about through her day you know what i mean it's just there are other things at play that she's not taking into consideration she's just assuming he doesn't want to and that he can just wake up tomorrow and have the desire to and now all of this is going to be magically changed yeah and that's just not how that situation at least in my experience especially in the workplace actually plays out it's it's not that people don't want to mm-hmm. meet expectations mm-hmm. there's this piece of okay so how do we actually what's the plan for moving forward here right and are we asking people to, are we neglecting that what we're actually asking people to do is rewire the way that they think? Yeah. Okay, well, how do I do that if I don't do that naturally? Right. If what you're telling me I should be doing doesn't come naturally to me. Like if I if I could have, I would already be doing that, right? It's kind right. of the situation that you fall into. Yeah, especially if it's a, 
recurring issue yeah that you see and people probably want to live up to whatever expectation is not being met if they could they would so something is preventing that and we we place an assumption that it's a desire thing like you don't want to yeah right yeah like i gave you that example earlier where it's like you if somebody were just to tell me hey you're overweight and you just need to stop being overweight and it's like okay yeah you know if if that's the case I, i know that's true yeah and i understand that that's a problem that's just an example i picked out or you smoke too much or whatever mm-hmm. and so just pointing that out without giving any guidance as to like how to get there or proactively take steps so you can measure out every single day to get you to a place where you're actually tackling the problem doesn't get you anywhere closer to that desired behavior and whoever it is yeah. you're talking to yeah and yeah so it's it's like almost a twofold issue because it only points out the problem but then the other thing too is you are subconsciously writing your this person a, like you're writing yeah. a story of yeah. a narrative of them yeah that may not be reflective of their actual desire to overcome whatever short missed expectation right. that they didn't execute on and it just like keeps feeding itself because the problem keeps recurring and in areas where there is conflict to just like not be able to help provide a way out only further like deepens that trench of you know something that's not true in what you think of that other person when when talking to them or when trying to address their issue yeah for sure and so it leaves us in this place where if i have an unmet expectation i'm expecting that the person who's not meeting that expectation is going to take steps towards meeting the expectation in the same way that I would. Yeah. Because that's the way that I see it being accomplished, right? And so to go back to the example of the husband and the wife, she's expecting that he is going to intuitively see needs, or I guess if the end goal is meeting needs, that he's going to do it in the way that she does. And that's just not going to be, like he's not going to change who he is. And so I think a more productive use maybe of that conversation, and and I'm not, and maybe they did do this. Like I said, I only watched like a brief (laughs) snippet, you know? But I think a more productive use of that conversation could be to figure out, okay, how does her husband think and process? And and so in our example, because I feel like that's a situation that we've dealt with before, it would be so much more productive for me to recognize that you are a very routine person. And so if something is built into a habit or routine of yours, it will get done. And so if there is a need that's not being met, that needs to get done, I have to figure out how can I speak to that in a way that is surrounding or ask you to do something that's already around habits or routines that you have in place. That's a much more productive use of getting through that situation than just saying, you know what? I wish you would just more intuitively see what needs to be done around the house. Why? So I would probably, again, I don't know anybody else as my wife except for you. (laughs) So why did I preface it with that? But I was going to say that your way of thinking about addressing that is probably not the common way of thinking about it, right? Because you said in that example, when the girl or the wife was talking about these expectations she had of him. Yeah. She felt like she shouldn't have to explain it to her. Yeah. 
Why do you think it is, I would assume is a common expectation to not have to explain something that you something need, that you need yeah. and to be able to intuitive, like why is that a normalized way of thinking? Does it, does it, does it seem like if I have to explain, like wh- why, do you, why do people feel like they shouldn't have to break it down when maybe breaking it down is actually the very thing they need yeah. to be able to get them out of that habit that doesn't lead to meeting that expectation. Yeah. I don't know that I can speak for anybody else, but I think I could resonate with what she's saying because I have felt those things before. Okay. so And so for me specifically in that situation, I think if I'm the person who does intuitively see needs and meet them, but doesn't get that in return, Mm -hmm. it can feel like neglect. And so you have to learn to understand that it's not neglect because you're again, looking at it as if that person is starting from the same way of operating as you and they're not. And so you have to reframe the way that you're looking at that situation to take your feeling out of the equation and say, okay, this is causing me to feel neglect, but that's because I'm like, my assumption is wrong from the start. And so it's giving me a wrong conclusion. My assumption is that my husband sees things the way that I do and is choosing not to meet those needs. And so therefore is neglecting me. So when you start from the wrong assumption. And so you don't want to have to admit that they're actually neglecting you so they avoid having to bring it up in the first place. I still don't understand. I think it's just hard for us, I think people in general, to acknowledge that people don't think like and operate like we do. And I think sometimes I have to remind myself that even seven years, you know, in our marriage, it's like, oh yeah, we are different people and he doesn't think the way that I, we just kind of fall into this way of thinking where we all think and operate like everybody should think and operate. And we don't, I don't think we do that consciously. I think it's a subconscious thing that as we work together on a team for so long, or as we're in a marriage for so long or in relationships with people or family members, you know, we do that for so long that we forget that we are different people who think and process differently. So it's not so much that I wouldn't want to stoop so low in air quotes or that I would have to think differently of you as my husband if I had to explain it in as much as it is that this should be so obvious to you that I shouldn't have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Because the thing is in that same way that that intuition works, it works in reverse. Well, here's what I'm trying to explain. We, We go back to the example of the you and I in the kitchen, yeah. you cleaning up, yeah. me not. And I'd like to clarify it. Come on, babe. I, I do clean up somewhat. You do. You more. do. Right, but so, you like leaving more of the mess till the end. Right. Yeah. And I was way worse about that, I would like to think, yeah. than I am now. Yeah. Like, I would say our conflicts anyways, have diminished. That aside, yeah. <laughs> early on, I guess we should just contextualize it with early on in our relationship and in our marriage. Yeah we would run into this a lot where you would clean up because that's how you approach things while I was cooking. Yeah. And because your intuition picked up on the fact that it's just something that you do and you wanted to be helpful yeah. in helping me clean. Meanwhile, I'm thinking the exact opposite that, oh, you must not think of me as somebody who is right clean. Yeah. 
you must not think of me as you must think of me as somebody that doesn't know how to use a kitchen yeah yeah right and so i think the assumptions it really boils down to not communicating it like uncommunicated expectations are unmet most of the time yeah and also i think it allows you to stay in that place of disillusionment like i think to go back to that conversation of the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. she was starting from a position of disillusionment because she's assuming that again, that he can see those things or at least that should be able to and, and yeah. chooses not to. Right. And so that's disillusionment because I think in, in that conversation, he acknowledged, I want to be right. helpful. I want to meet your needs. And so it's starting from a place of disillusionment. If you if you don't communicate the expect, unmet expectation, you're allowed to stay in that dis- place of disillusionment. Yeah. It probably just reinforces the fact that people like you're not on the same page with people most of the time. Yeah. I think it I think it would genuinely surprise us how yeah. often we're not on the same page. Right. And so I think with facing like expectations and conflict what do you think would be a way to mitigate that? Because we obviously now realize that, okay, acknowledging the problem isn't the solution. It's probably just the first step. Yeah. What what ways, like how do we need to fold this into our relationship or our relationship with others when in trying to address this without it staying just on step one? Like what's step two in this process so that we're not just out there writing false narratives about other people being lazy or childish or selfish yeah but getting it to a place where they probably can start seeing things the way that you are and probably taking steps that you would want them to take yeah i think it's important to get the other person's perspective you have to get out of your own mind and your own assumptions so you have to that's tough babe it's so hard it's so hard. And so you have to be willing to... Especially if you're prideful. Yes, absolutely. Because then well, my, it's, like... It's even more hard if you're hurt. Yeah. If if your conclusion led to a place of feeling hurt from that unmet yeah. expectation, then that's very hard to step down from and now say, okay, let me look at this situation from their perspective. You have to go to that person and say, help me understand... Why? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm taking on more of the load around the house and there are dishes in the sink and kids, you know, she could have, I'm again, thinking back to that first example of the husband and wife and communicating that. Okay. So here's the unmet expectation. It's not enough to just communicate that you have to then say, okay, so help me understand your point of view. Walk me through, you know, what a Saturday looks like from your eyes. You know, you see all these things or or maybe you don't see these things because yep. they're just not a priority to you. Help me understand why, you know, what is the priority then, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's, you know, I've been at work all week and I just want to spend time with my family. You don't know until you start to peel back mm-hmm. kind of what's actually underneath the surface. Right. Yeah. And most of the time, like you said, it's not so much that they were consciously trying to neglect meeting your needs as much as they just weren't conscious of what the needs actually were. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was that thing that we used to say? You didn't give me an opportunity to serve you. Yeah. Oh, robbed me of the opportunity to serve you. Yeah. A little bit cheesy, right? Yeah. 
but probably yeah you robbed me of an opportunity to serve you and that probably nails it in terms of what that actually okay i say it's cheesy it's really not it's super helpful and that phrase frames things in the right way that rather than trying to tell them you should have known this you should have known to meet this that they probably weren't conscious of this there's this opportunity for you to serve your spouse or for you to serve that other person yeah and you and i have said that to each other in the past way more frequently and that helps prevent you going down the pathway of being like for me too prideful to even admit that that was rather than saying okay maybe i should have done that or how how would i have done how should i have done that differently i could have gotten hung up on the fact that if i again if i'm placing myself in that husband's shoes i could have gotten hung up on the fact that you delivered that shortfall to me in in the wrong way yeah and that hurt me yeah and so in that again your pride steps in and you shouldn't have addressed me as that, that way and that was really mean or well you're still not getting to the heart of the issue that there was an expectation that you had and even though it wasn't communicated well it still was something you could have done and you could have met and you didn't step through because yeah it wasn't communicated. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in that example, let's take that example and place that on us now. Let's say there are dishes in the sink, kids need to be fed, you know, all these things around the house, whatever. And those things are bothering me. Sometimes it could be that I just need your help with some of those things, right? Yeah. And so it's more of you maybe not the onus isn't more on you, but just kind of you. It's like me communicating this need and you stepping in to fill some of that, right? Sometimes it's also like talking about that can sometimes give you the opportunity to be able to speak into areas that I need to work on. Like, hey, Ash, it's really bothering, like your environment is really bothering you right now. That's, that could be a go-to response I get when I'm under stress or pressure. And so that's not even the real issue. Mm-hmm. The real issue is something I'm stressed about. And now you have the ability to help me kind of reprioritize what I'm framing as the issue. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's really helpful to talk about that and to express those needs on both sides because it can point out maybe areas that you need to step up in, but it can also point out areas that I need to step up in mm-hmm. or things that I might be reverting to that are not good for me or yeah. our family. You know, what I was thinking about too, was that I I just wonder whether or not it feels like it's an admission of, man, I've lost my intuition, my connection with this person because I now have to actually explain everything I would need from them to them. Hmm. And maybe this is particularly more in like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. where you start off with, oh, wow, he surprised me with this. And and now he can't even do the dishes anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And that maybe some of that hesitancy in bringing it up is driven by that exact linear thought process or the progression in the relationship where it goes from, you know, being able to look out for every intuitive opportunity to serve to now not doing the dishes and maybe you know maybe i'm just indicting myself by saying this because we kind of do get into the rhythms and into the flow and like having to build in 
you know, looking out for you or surprising you or things like that is you just get like into the everyday raising children, meal prepping Mm -hmm. um, that maybe some people are hesitant in bringing that up because it's like we're, you know, we're not where we used to be. Yeah, I think it could be that. I think it could be a lot of things. I think it could also be that in expressing to you my need, it yeah. feels less maybe like I'm being taken care of. I don't know. I think some, right. sometimes that's people, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, some, I think that could maybe be some of the drive. Or you've like like you've lost your relationship mojo. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe feeling like you don't know me anymore. Or <laughs> right. you know, I, there's a number of things I think can be filled in there. I think it can also depend on there's other pressures that you. Yeah that might be pressing in on that relationship too, you know, that sometimes get intensified by those things. Right. Sometimes we place unnecessary weight on things that normally wouldn't be so bothersome to us. Yeah. In certain seasons under certain pressure, you know? Yep. And so, yeah, I think the, the big thing though is understanding that just acknowledging or even just expressing like the couple sitting down and having that conversation and acknowledging the unmet need kind of just leaves them both in a place of now uh, what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what, if, where do we go? I would imagine like if I were the husband hearing that I'd be like, what in the world am I supposed to do from here? <laughs> right. You know, it's kind of just like walking around on eggshells. Cause right. you're like, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't empower the, person to walk confidently and taking making sure that the next steps they take whatever yeah. it is yeah are in the right direction because we're only giving negative feedback yeah that's why i really like going back to the question of what are the pain points so i think if if you're the person who's hearing you should just intuitively know how to do this or here's the expectation just figure it out yeah kind of a message you know I think maybe a good question would would be, okay, well, what are the pressure points for you? Mm-hmm. You know, if it is a romantic relationship and that other person is saying you're not intuitively meeting the need, well, what are two or three areas that you feel like are really causing you a lot of stress right now? Yeah. That's a good starting question for, yeah. okay, what are the needs? What Because it's not even just what are your needs, like what is the pr- priority? Yeah. What's most important to you right now? What's most helpful to you right now? You know? And so asking that question, I think can be really helpful for that person who's like, I have no idea where to go from here. Yeah. Just throw out a, okay, what are the top two or three areas that are giving you the most stress right now? Right. And it's probably, you know, it's probably the exact opposite of what you're fearful of when it comes to, have to having to actually spell out the things that you need or the expectations that you have. And rather than it being something where you feel like, there's i'm having to find like i'm having to now explain everything it's probably a good step in the right direction because you are now fine-tuning your efforts together as in your relationship Mm -hmm. so that you're more effective in how you serve one another and you're not constantly running into roadblocks or navigating things in the dark yeah not knowing whether or not what you're going to be doing is helpful for them and so yeah i think in relationship admission of the problems not the solution yeah it's just the first step yeah and then i think the next step is understanding what assumption am i bringing to the table yeah and what is that other person really coming to the table with because if i'm 
you know, to go back to the cooking example for you and I, if I'm assuming you just always make a mess. And if in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I really just want to have time to myself after dinner. I just, you know, if that's what's going through my head and I've had a long day leading up to that and you're cooking like you do, you know, which normally maybe wouldn't bother me. But today it's like, I don't want to clean up after this. It'd be easy for me to assume, man, you just make life harder for me. Yeah. You just are making things like now I have to clean up this mess. Right. You know, and instead, I don't even think it would necessarily be helpful for me to say, hey, can you just cook clean as you go? I mean, could you do that? Yes. But if that's not naturally how you're wired, Again, I think the more productive question is, okay, so if you are more wired to be flexible and pivot and your cooking is going to be reflective of that too, how, how do I work with that? So, so that I'm not expecting in a clean kitchen being exactly the way that I would do it because you're yeah. not going to do it that way, right? And so I think some of it too is letting go of the how, like understanding that that person might bring a different how to the table. And as long as you're headed towards the same goal, you mm-hmm. might have to just let go of the assumption that they're going to get there the same way as you. Right. Or let go of that expectation of, I want you to do it exactly the way that I do it. You know? And understanding that for you, it's different. Yep. And as long as the kitchen is clean at the end of it, then we'll be happy. You know? But... I think coming to the table with, hey, this is my expectation and this is how it needs to be done is a hard conversation to have because you might be asking someone to do something that is just like you're asking them to change how they are naturally, you know? And I'm not talking about character things that need to be changed. (laughs) I'm talking about just natural wirings. Yep. And so expecting them to get to that end goal in the same way that you would might be an unrealistic expectation to have in the first place. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.